but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. He could have stepped into this world as a king, but he became a servant. And he did that for each and every one of us. A typical dark night in the meadows tending sheep was suddenly interrupted as an angel appeared in the sky proclaiming the birth of the prophesied Messiah. And who was there to receive the good news? Shepherds tending their flocks. Low-born and social misfits, these men were transformed into faith-filled witnesses who were the first to spread the good news. You have joined us for message number seven entitled, The News That Changed the World of the series, Luke, The Gospel Truth. This is Faith Life, and now, Brother Mike Atkins. Good to see you guys this morning. Times like this, you find out who your friends are. Chris Harris found out I was preaching and went to Guatemala. <laughs> and then I've got Jody Brown here. He's my heckler for the day. He's already started on me. I uh, hope everybody had a good Christmas and looking forward to a new year. I know that I am. Uh, I believe it holds a lot of a lot of good things in it, and uh, I'm sure there's troubles there too, but that's just part of it. Um, I'd like to take a little bit of time to thank my two pastors and uh, just uh, let them know how much I appreciate them and, and what they've been to me since I've been here. They've, they, uh, they've really given me a lot of opportunities to grow and to follow Jesus closer and closer, and that's all we can ask for. In our elder meetings, we... <clears throat> we talk about building leaders and then, you know, then putting them, putting them out there. So that's, that's what it's all about. It's about multiplying and getting leaders out there to go on. But uh, I, I thank them so much, and I told Jared how much um, more respect I have for them for preparing sermons because it takes a lot of time and effort to go into a sermon to get it, to get it ready to be preached. <clears throat> and it's so easy to overlook all that these guys do. I just I appreciate them. Don't answer this question out loud, but what comes to your mind when I say CNN, Fox, or MSNBC? You may even picture the news anchors sitting in a comfortable place and usually dressed up nice and also educated. This is the opposite of what God was looking for when he wanted to announce the good news to the world. God could have chosen to have the news that we're going to talk about today announced to the kings of the world first, but he chose the lowly, uneducated, humble shepherds. Some say that he, he would have made it known to the king, if he would have made it known to the kings first, then the people in poverty would have felt unworthy and left out. And I, I tend to agree with him. Our message today comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20. But first, I want to recap from last week. I want to try to get us into the frame of mind that the shepherds would have been in that night that the angels told him about the birth of Jesus. Just imagine that it was a quiet, dark night, and all the shepherds heard 
was the bleat of a sheep every now and then. Then, all of a sudden, the glory of the Lord lit up the night sky as an angel appeared to them. So just imagine, they're out there in this dark taking care of their sheep, and the sky just lights up like daylight. And they were terrified. Keep in mind that this is the same glory that Moses encountered in Exodus 33, 18 through 23. They were terrified until the angel calmed their fears. Just remember that even the Roman soldiers fainted when an angel appeared to them at the tomb of Jesus in Matthew 28, 4, which says, And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Then men, these men were warriors, fighting machines. That's all they knew, and they were good at it. But still, the presence of the angels scared them so bad that they fainted. And this is what the shepherds faced that night, the lowly shepherds. The angel told the shepherds that the Messiah, the Savior of the world, was born and lying in a manger in Bethlehem. You see, the Jewish people were waiting for a Messiah. They were waiting for a Messiah that would come in and save them from the Roman government. That's what was on their mind. That's what there is on their minds even today. They're still waiting for this Messiah to come. But many did not believe that the Messiah they were waiting for would be so humbled to be lying in a food trough in a nasty barn. The manger was a stumbling block to these people. And still to this day, they cannot believe that their Messiah would come that way. That brings us up to our message today, which is Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Father in heaven, I thank you, Father, for this day, for this opportunity. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would help me to not stand in your way, in the way of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that you would use me to proclaim your word this morning. Lord, I have um, prayed for each and every one that's here for weeks. Even though I didn't know who was going to be here, I know that you do. Lord, now let's pray, Father, that you would speak through me and to them if it's needed this morning. Lord, I love you. I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
The title of the message today is The News That Changed the World. What is that news? My first thought would be Jesus was born, and he was, but it's much deeper than that. Philippians 2, 6 through 7 says, Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped or held on to, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. He could have stepped into this world as a king, but he became a servant. And he did that for each and every one of us. As Jared said last week, Jesus stepped down from his throne. Just imagine that. He did that for us. He stepped down from his glory that we might be saved. He came to seek and to save. He stepped down from his throne and into this world with us. You see, other gods don't do that. This God came down to us, and he came down to be an example for us. You see, he gives us the opportunity to have a personal relationship with him, so he came down to live as we do. Charles Spurgeon said this, At the birth of Christ, Satan's throne began to totter, and it will go on shaking until it is utterly destroyed. Christ, by his death, has destroyed him that had the power of death, and by his rising again has delivered all who were held in bondage by sin. Praise God. He did that. For us, Luke 2, 15 says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. See, when they got this news from the angel, they had the faith that they said, Let us go. They was going to confirm their faith by going. Without God making it known to the shepherds, Jesus would have just been a newborn baby to them. But instead, they knew that he was the Savior that they had been waiting for. You see, when the Lord made it known to them, there was no room for doubt in their minds. He works the same way with us today. What's God making known to you today? I want to tell you how God first made himself known to me. Before I was saved, and I guess a lot like uh, the rest of you, I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have been doing. But the worst thing I did was not surrendering my life to him when he would call. God began to deal with my heart about eternity. See, I was trying to wrap my mind around eternity. And day in and day out, probably for over a year, he was dealing with me with the subject of eternity. How long is eternity? 
Then you put on my heart, where are you going to spend eternity? You see, that makes it much more difficult. And no matter how drunk I was when I get home and lay down and go to bed, he was there. Speak it to my heart. He does this because he loves us. Another example of being known is many years after I got saved, he pressed upon my heart to teach and now to preach his word. And again I say, what's God making known to you? Maybe you've never received him as your savior. Maybe you are saved, but he's asking you to step out of your comfort zone like I am today. I'm out of my comfort zone. Like Jared shared in his sermon last week, if I ask the question, do you believe this good news? Many will say, yes, I believe. But my question to you is, does your lifestyle say that you do? See, that's where it matters. I know that we all make mistakes, but what I'm asking is, who do you make time for the most in your life? Jesus or the world? Here's a quote from Sitting Bull. He said, Inside of me are two dogs. One is mean and evil, and the other is good, and they fight each other all the time. When asked which one wins, I answer, the one I feed the most. Which one are we feeding the most? And I'm asking myself, too. I'm not pointing any fingers. Here's three things that this news produced in the shepherds and also in us when we really believe it. The good news produced faith in the shepherds. They left their flocks, Luke 2.16, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. The shepherds had no doubt in their mind that the Messiah was born or they would have never left their sheep. You see, these sheep possibly were sheep that was going to be used for the sacrifice. They were being raised on the outside of Bethlehem, the hills of Bethlehem. So they was probably going to be used for the sacrifice. They would have not left those sheep if they didn't believe this news. The good news produces faith in us. The obedience that pleases God comes from faith. Romans 1, 5, through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. So believe and obey. 
The good news produced witnessing in the shepherds. Luke 2, 17. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. They made known what the angels told them. They believed that this baby that they were looking at was their savior, and they couldn't help but to tell others. We witness by sharing the good news with others. Acts twenty-two fifteen. For you will be a witness for him to everyone of what you have seen and heard. When we truly believe the good news, we want other people to know also. This good news produced praise in the shepherds. Luke 2, 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. They went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God. This was the best news that they had ever heard. So it produced praise in them that they couldn't keep quiet. We praise him. Isaiah 25, 1. O oh Lord, I will praise and I will honor and praise your name, for you are my God. You do so much wonderful things. You planned them long ago, and now you have accomplished them. You see, he knew us from the beginning. He set a plan in our lives before we was ever born. It's for us now to step in to that plan, to recognize what it is and step into it. The shepherds received the good news. The shepherds responded to the good news. The shepherds believed. Believing is not hearing. Believing is responding to what you hear. Believing and obedience go together. If the shepherds would not have responded, they would not have believed. You see, when they heard this news, they responded by saying, let's go, let's go see it to confirm their faith. Jesus began his ministry by being hungry, yet he is the bread of life. He ended his earthly life by being thirsty, yet he is the living water. He was weary, yet he is our rest. He paid tribute, yet he is our king. He was accused of having a demon, yet he cast demons out of others. He wept, yet he wipes away our tears. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver, yet he redeemed the world. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, yet he himself is the good shepherd. Jesus died, but by his death, he destroyed death for everyone. Praise the Lord. What does the good news mean to you? Does it produce a praise in you, faith, witnessing? The good news is why that we can step out today on his word and proclaim his word. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Faith Life. Faith Life is a ministry of New Beginnings Fellowship Church located in Pikeville, Kentucky. You can find us on the web at www.nbfc.church or look for us on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Life Podcast on your favorite podcasting platform and download each weekly episode. Join us next week as Pastor Jared Arnett delivers the eighth message in our series titled, Not Enough. Again, thank you for joining us and we will see you next week as we walk the faith life.